0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to. You go on our Discord, you go on to Twitter, Mm -hmm. you go wherever fine books are sold and you tell us to go watch some movies and most of the time I'll put them on a big list and randomly determine which one we're gonna watch but sometimes i don't because sometimes you decide to tell us to watch things and i don't want to do that
1: plus you just can't tell us what to do i don't know why you think you could yeah uh, we certainly didn't found our entire online presence on the notion that you absolutely can or anything yeah, like we that we didn't
0: found our presence on the fact that we're dirty little piggies and we love being told what to do That's right we're content bottoms <laughs> <laughs> you get you got to come over here and tell us to make content and we're like ooh, i don't want to make me
1: <laughs> no that sounds like a bad movie and i'm then... a
0: bratty content maker <laughs> uh, i'm john your content brat and over there is
1: jeff the fin dom podcaster <laughs> pay me pigs
0: and together We watched Money Plane Uh 2020. it's perfect. (laughs) Oh, Money
1: Plane. Money Plane is a movie. Yeah, sure, it's a movie. It's an hour and 22 minutes long, and it's got a beginning and an end. Look, it has, like, actors you've heard of. It's got at least three actors you've heard of. Yeah. At
0: least three. At least three, Uh depending on how into the lawrence family you have oh gotten. i
1: guess that's right there's four there's four <laughs> if you count joey lawrence then there's four. Oh well i mean you got joey lawrence and then his brothers yeah well one of them's a director and the other one is like it is for a cameo so you do have this does feature the lawrence brothers three yeah and which they, i think they found them under the bridge or something like that
0: i mean they were all on tv basically actually i think only two of them the middle brother, who was the director, didn't really do anything. I was
1: going to say, I, I feel like, didn't they have a show of their own at some point? There was like a Lawrence Brothers show.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And I specifically remember it because, like, obviously I know Joey Lawrence. You know, we've already seen Blossom on this uh, Very bonus show. content for this show. Yeah. For uh, for TV Mastery, if you head over to patreon.com slash system mastery ah, and is. join us on the $10 level. Per month.
1: Yeah, they were on the show Brotherly Love from 1995 to
0: 1997. Indeed. hmm And uh, other than that, of course, we star Adam Copeland, who I didn't think was a wrestler and is. Actually, that's not true. I thought he was a wrestler. I thought he was a different wrestler. I oh. thought he was Jericho. He
1: looks like Jericho. He looks uh, like Chris Jericho quite a bit. Although kind of like, I don't know if like Chris Jericho jumped into a teleport beam at the same time as Steve Buscemi, kind of. Yeah, yeah I he's mean, got, like, big buggy eyes. Here's the thing.
0: Adam Copeland, uh, known by those who watched WWE of the uh, Attitude Era as uh-huh.
1: Edge. Oh, I, I said he was Edge.
0: Nice. Yes. Oh, my God. I actually got it right. For some reason, I was thinking, because I looked up two people uh-huh. I, to see if it was this guy, and I looked up Chris Jericho and Christian <laughs> instead of Edge of edge and christian and i was like oh well it was none of them weird i totally would have thought he was a a wrestler turns out i was wrong and i should have just looked up adam copeland
1: first let me ask you a question you maybe look this up because you got the imdb in front of you there is a scene in this where he fights a big guy which is a regular thing when you make a wrestler the star of your movie that they have him fight an even bigger guy for for shock value uh was that guy also a wrestler or no i don't
0: have any idea
1: okay because usually it is usually they're like oh we got like a, a d-list bottom carter and we will bring them in and let them be the you know like on McKinsey's island we got like five seconds of the big show
0: oh yeah i mean looking at it I, not- if i go to the full cast because i've just got the top cast, i'm like if i try and find what was that the co-pilot mm-hmm uh, I don't even see
1: maybe not even credit anything. Keep for me the out Copeland. of this movie. Yeah, it's
0: just like nah, I'm good.
1: Yeah. So you may have heard of this already because it definitely has done its time on the circuit of bad movie internet reviews. Yeah, um, and
0: there's a reason for that. But you've got uh, you got Copeland, you got Kelsey Grammer. And there's your reason. That's why it does the rounds. Kelsey Grammer as the bad guy of this Uh uh-huh we have thomas jane looking
1: rough yeah thomas jane not doing his best here
0: thomas jane looks like he rolled out of bed after a three-week bender and realized he was already on set and went with it you
1: know what's wild is i think i probably watched three other people who do online movie review stuff cover this film already Uh and none of them have ever mentioned that thomas jane is in this movie weird it's always just oh look at kelsey grammar he's the fucking rumble and here's joey lawrence whoa am i right whoa and i'm like you gotta tell me that Thomas the fucking punisher is in this movie and he looks like he woke up after 20 years yeah thomas
0: jane just fully appears to be unaware that he had gotten onto set and then they just handed him lines and he was like oh, well
1: okay he still has more natural charisma than ninety percent of the people in the movie. Well, There's yes. a scene where he winks at a little kid, and you're like, "Oh, that's a believable wink from like a, a an avuncular dad figure," because that guy knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> that guy's an actual actor. Yeah, I don't know why he's here. Yeah, and uh, Denise Richards in here for about twenty whole seconds of this movie.
1: Yeah, that is uh, of all the roles in this one, that's the one that most screams, "I need health insurance.
0: <laughs> I need to stay in the union.
1: Uh-huh. I got to do at least one picture to uh-huh. stay in the union." Yeah. Uh, Thomas Jane's role screams, I refuse health insurance.
0: <laughs> Thomas Jane on screen looking like he could really use that health insurance, but he refuses.
1: Yeah, yeah. As far as, far as I can tell, just from looking at him, his primary health care provider is like red-eye gravy on a country ha- ham slab. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That man's like, oh, I see a doctor. Dr. Daniels. <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> I'm drinking. <laughs>
1: Sure, he's doing great. I'm sure I'm sure Thomas Jane is doing
0: fabulous. He's doing
1: wonderful. And thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so the basic premise of this movie is what if there was a plane full of rich people and you stole money, but not from the rich people, but from the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a movie that also fundamentally does not understand what cryptocurrency
1: is i mean yeah they definitely there's a whole thing about the plane being because it's a modern movie so they want to, to know that you're not just stealing cash you're also going to go steal some cryptocurrency that's a thing or am i right guys you got to steal some of that that fancy crypto you got to get their eight pictures or whatever um but you know they do at least say like oh you're going up there to get like the encryption key and there's like a drive you have to steal. It's not just that you're going to go up there and steal a bunch of like glowing digital dollar signs. I
0: mean, the fact that it is so close to
1: being that because they're like, we need to download the cryptocurrency to this drive. And I'm like, and you got to be on the plane to do that. All you need is the key to it.
0: We have an entire server room to uh, house our cryptocurrency. I'm like, no, you don't.
1: That's That's not not not
0: that. Why you have cryptocurrency is you don't do that.
1: Yeah. That's the whole point. It doesn't stay in a bank vault. It, You have a password. That's the thing you needed to protect.
0: Yeah, it is just hilarious to like, oh, I need to go in here and hack the servers to get access to this and then download all the cryptocurrencies. And then I sent them all to charity. And you're like, what?
1: Yeah, charity, first of all, is going to have to find a way to divest that shit, which is going to be a real pain in the ass because you just dropped the market. It's a real it's just not you just shouldn't have bothered. You should have been like, there's bearer bonds. Just go with that. People already instinctively associate those with movie money and nothing else because no one knows what the fuck they are. So you just go, there's over $30 in bearer bonds. And they'll be like, yeah, that sounds correct.
0: Yeah, because if you're like, oh, we want to say we're stealing like a billion dollars. And you go, do you know how many bills is a billion Mm dollars? You don't do that on a plane. And they'd be like, okay, well, it's a billion in cryptocurrency. You're like, great. That's the least exciting heist you've ever done.
1: (laughs) You have no need to be on the airplane for that. All you do is call any one of the criminals and be like, Hello, yes, this is... I am from Crypto Company. I am am Sam Bankmanfried. I think it's fried. Please give me your password so I may introduce you to Elon Musk, your hero. And they'd be like, you're right, I will. Here's my password. Thank you. Goodbye. I steal their crypto. There you go. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's, uh... God, it's a a real fucking mess in there.
1: (laughs) It's a a disaster of a movie. It's fucking weird and stupid. Yeah. Every... Every yeah. choice
0: that characters make in this feels sort of arbitrary and occasionally just very out of nowhere or against type.
1: Yeah, it just kind of feels like the script writers were, I don't know, mainlining the Ben uh, uh, Benadryl and then they watched two episodes of Burn Notice and lost their minds for a little bit.
0: Yeah, this movie is, I was telling Jeff earlier, like the Andy Daly bit about doing stand-up yeah. where he has a whole thing where he's essentially doing the cadence and delivery of stand up without actually saying any jokes. And that's this but for heist movies.
1: Yeah. It's on YouTube if you ever want to go find it. It's it's Andy Daly comedy without without comedy or something like that. And he just you know, it's a bunch of like and then they got this guy over here and this guy over here, and here I am in the middle, like, hey, whoa, I didn't agree to any of this, you know, just never actually saying like a noun oh yeah of course you know my wife and she's talking to me and i'm like hey whoa
0: And you're like there's there's no content here you
1: tell me where it's written down you know that i want to know yeah that's just that that's pretty much what the movie is it's just all the heist movie cliches without an actual heist happening that
0: yeah it's just it hits all of the ideas of a heist movie and has the cadence of a heist movie without any actual content in it there's nothing that you're like ah, yes I am watching a good heist movie. You're just like, I can tell what this should be.
1: I like the part when Edge finally manages to get into the cockpit of the airplane. So he gets to sit down for the rest of the movie. That's, uh, that's one of my favorite things. Great. Yeah. I'm sure that was probably his favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so do you want to, uh,
0: so we are going to, uh, wrap up our non-spoiler review. Bad. with <laughs> It's fucking stupid as hell. Uh, <laughs> And we will play a little music and get right back with our in-depth spoiler review for 2020's Money Plane. If the plane goes down, damn, I'll remember where the love was found. If the plane goes down, damn. We're back. And it is time to tell you about Money Plane, which starts right out the gate with the dumbest premise ever. For it start- why anyone is in trouble.
1: Yeah, it starts in media heist, as it were, because our, we, our main characters in this are a heist gang that yeah. does cool heists.
0: You have our main character, Edge, uh, who is playing Jack Reese. Uh huh. And he is. Oddly enough, with most of these heist movies, they're like, oh, I was a professional criminal. I come back for one last job. Or I'm in too deep and I owe someone whatever because I didn't do whatever job. But we find out that this guy was like just a professional gambler. uh-huh. And now he's a heistman. And the heist we see is, oh, he's going to go steal a painting. And you're like, that has nothing to do with being a gambler. Why would you hire this man?
1: So if you're wondering what his credentials are for, for heisting, Uh, He has a pretty good speech he gives twice through the movie about what it takes to be a good heister. It's a three-step process that involves having a backup plan and a team. Pretty straightforward stuff. Uh, He was in the Air Force with the rank of captain, but we don't know doing what. Presumably he was a pilot because he does take over as the pilot of the airplane for some time. Yep. Uh, And uh, that's all of them. Those are his credentials. Yeah.
0: You got a professional gambler and pilot. And that's who you want to steal a painting from a museum for. But
1: he's the main guy. He's the Danny Ocean of this group, Uh, which we don't know why, because we don't know what his skill set is. He's big and he can punch guys and uh, he can stand there and look angrily confused a lot, which seems to be his primary skill set. You've got his other partner who is, I think, one of the two tech guys on the team. Yeah. So you have Trey is
0: his main sort of hacker. Yeah. Like that's the guy who's hacking security systems and stuff like that. So that's his main tech guy. You have Iggy, Andrew Lawrence, also the director and writer of this. Yes. uh, Who is in this bit,
1: the car guy. Yeah. But I guess he's also supposed to be, he's like an extra tech guy. There's the, the, the group has two tech guys. Well, I
0: mean, he complains when he gets left behind. He's like, but I'm not a tech guy. That should be trade. He's like. No, Trey needs to be on the plane to do tech stuff. I just need you to set up gear down here.
1: Yeah. So I think
0: he's more the I'm a driver and gun guy than he is anything else.
1: He really wanted to get onto the money plane, though. That's for sure.
0: And we have Isabella the badass. Yeah,
1: she's like the crazy, you know, any good heist group needs to have one person who's completely out of their mind with violence.
0: Yeah, she's the the violent, crazy badass, and she'll beat everyone up. She's Which also is amazing the... that you would hire a professional wrestler and then be like, anyway, and you're the cool headed calm one and you don't get into fights. That's mm-hmm. her.
1: That's her. This little the, this uh woman well, who's also supposed to be the sultry one because they they're gonna put her into a waitress outfit pretty early on, and then she'll spend most of the movie hiking it up or angrily shoving it back down. Yeah. As the as the situation demands. Indeed. Yeah. And that is the team. Mm-hmm. Now, the
0: heist is they are going into a museum which is an office building but they are calling it a museum
1: hey don't worry the airplane's also an office building that they're I calling it a museum and that they're calling an airplane yeah yeah
0: but he's like oh i'm here to steal some painting we do the classic like run my id and it doesn't work and then the hacker hits some buttons and now it does work then. yeah but when he gets in there oh no the painting isn't in the room and the feed that the hacker was using is actually being looped and it it shows the painting but it's not there oh it was they've a been set up so or they, whatever. Have,
1: they have to escape at gunfire by the way i think isabella is also the safe cracker of the group i think that might be i don't want people correcting me later so yeah i think she's supposed to be the safe cracker eh it doesn't really matter it's just a thing that comes up
0: i mean she's mostly just the backup badass
1: yes yeah but uh, but anyway yeah they have to escape at gunpoint And then it turns out that they were doing this heist to pay off a debt, which is why immediately after the failure of the heist, we find uh, Edge, I'm not going to call him either of his other names, he's getting his wrestler name, Yeah. we we find Edge uh, sitting in the well-appointed backyard of Kelsey Grammer playing, as he introduces himself immediately after, a shot of him lighting a cigar that has like four edits and cuts and stuff in it. Yeah. Cuz I think they wanted to make it look extra badass. So he's like lighting a cigar and then it like jump cuts to the same shot a bunch of times. But eventually he goes like, "I think you know who I am. Darius Emmanuel Grouch the 3rd, also known in some circles as The Rumble." <laughs> Which is more or less the reason this movie is famous cuz watching Kelsey Grammer say that is great. Oh yeah.
0: I love that, apparently, when they wrote this, they were like, we really want Kelsey Grammer for this role, and we assume we will not get him. And then he was like, yeah, I'll do that. And they went, really? <laughs> That's weird. Why would you do this? <laughs> and he was like, eh, it just seems like fun.
1: <laughs>
0: and you can tell Kelsey Grammer is enjoying
1: himself. Oh, Kelsey Grammer, I would say, has the highest incidence, although not the only incidence rate, of people in the movie who say something so dumb that you can see them cracking up right as they cut. Yeah. With him, it happens at least three or four times where he'll say things like, I'm the goddamn Rumble. And then you'll see the corners of his mouth <laughs> start to start to wobble like he's strong, been, sad, together, losing Kelsey. his depression. <laughs> and then they'll cut. They'll be like, nope, good, we're not even doing another take. We just cut before he starts laughing.
0: Uh, now, he is known as the Rumble because he is in charge of Rumble Corp or whatever. Yeah. But also, he is a bad guy. He apparently hired them to get this painting. Now, he has purchased all of jack's debt because we find out he was very good at gambling but then he kept going and then owed a shitload of people a bunch of money and isn't, darius bought all of it
1: isn't everyone good at gambling until they lose i feel like that's kind of the
0: yeah well i mean of, no, some people are very bad at gambling i guess and, some
1: people never win but anyone who has ever been said to be good at gambling is just good at it right up until they lose
0: no the people who are good at gambling are the ones who are like Oh, I leave when I'm up and yeah. then I leave when I'm down a little.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> yeah. But he forgot to do that. He got he started chasing those dragons and he lost too hard and lost everything. Or at least that's what they keep telling us in between shots of his giant mansion and happy family life.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of the things where you're like, he owes so much money and he he has to pay back like 40 million dollars. I'm like, what? How much did you have to start with that you? owe 40 million dollars and still have this kind of like house and lifestyle yeah like
1: it's more i think i'm pretty sure it's just that they shot him one of the people who owned the movie or who were making the movie's house i'm sure and so they were like oh yeah we can't afford to to rent a cheap apartment for a day and make it look like this guy's life is hard let's just use joey lawrence's house
0: i'm sure the the house they used is the same backyard that they have for all the Darius scenes. Yeah. They just use the inside for the fucking Jack Reese scenes.
1: Yeah. And then like the laundry room for the airplane.
0: Yeah. So Darius is like, oh, you didn't get my painting for me. And that means you owe me. And I'm like, the painting wasn't there. It's not like, ah, you failed the heist. You didn't get it. It wasn't there. Yeah. That like.
1: The intel was bad.
0: Yeah. You go, hey. Hey. We didn't fail to steal a painting. There was no painting to steal.
1: Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, none of this matters because he's in this dude's backyard and this dude has a lot of guys with guns standing around. He's like, you're going to do a job for me now and then we'll be square. And he can't be like, I would like to negotiate the terms of whether or not I failed at this because, again, he'll be like, I'll just shoot you. I'll just have these these mini men over here make a death relationship with you.
0: (laughs) I mean... It feels weird that he didn't at least go, okay, well, I'll go get the painting somewhere else then, because it wasn't there, but I'll go find it. Instead, he's just like, no, no, I need you to go to the mythical money plane and get me all the money from Candyland.
1: I like that right away, none of these characters have heard of the money plane except for Rumble. It's like a super secret thing that you only know about if you're like a big deal gambling villain, like real world villain. Those are the people who know about the money plane.
0: Yeah, you have to be... You know, basically the people we find in there are like, oh, you have to be an arms dealer, a human trafficker, drug dealing, mm-hmm. something that's awful, that makes you a lot of money, and you like gambling. So it's
1: got to be those two things. So, But every single person who on the ground who hears about it is like, no, that sounds dumb and impossible. <clears throat> I wanted anyone to be like, no, that sounds fake. Like just, the
0: <laughs> no, they don't need to be in a plane for that.
1: Yeah. That sounds dumb. If you're rich enough, you can just gamble on whatever you want, wherever you want, because laws aren't real. because it's just, you know, it's all just fines. Yeah. So, so why would you need to go up to international airspace or whatever the fuck, when you could just do it in your house on a webcam and be like, yeah, here's a million dollars to the local County. Leave me the fuck alone.
0: Yeah. It's, it is a concept that I was like, that is silly. Yeah. And fun though. Uh, you know, it's. It's one of those things where in a better done movie, Mm -hmm. like if the script was better, if the budget was bigger, if this was just a better movie in general, the idea of the money plane is much like Con Air or National Treasure and that you're like, this is dumb as fuck, but... It could be fun. What yeah. I'm saying is if this was Nicolas Cage, it would be fine.
1: Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be a problem if it was a, you know, a, if it was a better movie, it'd be a real good movie.
0: If it was uh, a better movie, it
1: would be starring <sighs> Nicolas Cage. and yeah. It would be fine. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, the best thing about this is is uh, Rumble's description of it, where he's like, oh, any kind of p- gambling you could ever imagine. at the stakes you want, and it's all amazing. You want to bet on a man fucking an alligator? Then you can bet on a man fucking an alligator. Which, like, number one, I would like to hear the terms of that bet. Like, yeah. are we saying, is it to the alligator satisfaction level? Oh, what do we because do- that was my thought. When we do get onto the plane and have that, it's like, oh, you're betting how
0: long it'll take someone to die from something. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so if it's a man fucking an alligator, is it like how long to completion? Or- yeah.
1: What do, or how long till the alligator death rolls him? Or is he into that? Or what's the deal? What What is the bet? Does... Does he manage to fuck the alligator Mm -hmm. before the alligator kills him? Also, as long as we're talking about the functionality of the money plane, can we talk real quickly about the actual bets that do happen? I know we're jumping ahead a bit, but... Oh, sure. Jumping around. The, they, you get this whole thing where Joey Lawrence is like, yes, anything goes. We have a wide variety of amazing, because he's the concierge of the money plane, uh, wide variety of amazing tools or, or bets at our disposal. We have any kind of betting you could possibly imagine. And the whole flight, you're going to be able to do whatever you want. You can go to private rooms. You can, we got a bunch of paid prostitutes, all this crap. Uh, and then he goes, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the bets have begun. High stakes Texas poker. It's in the next room. Everybody, let's go. You have to. You absolutely have to. And I'm like, man, if I, fucking that just makes me aware of how boring gamblers actually are that they're like this let's go on an airplane to the most interesting betting parlor in the world and play the only game any of us ever fucking play
0: yeah it's just it's one of those things where i'm like that would be if you were doing the sort of like oh here's a a money plane thing and it's a it's a casino in the sky what you have is a secret area of that that's like Here's the nasty, dirty gambling. Yeah. And you go like, oh, we show off like, you know, people are playing roulette and Texas Hold'em or whatever because they're normal, like regular rich people instead of the like depraved, nasty ones that are down in the like
1: bowels of the
0: money plane. Yeah.
1: Like 20 minutes of this movie is dedicated to fucking Hold'em. And you're just like, w- w- why are we doing this? You can also, play- You can play this anywhere. This shit's just legal.
0: The fact that they dedicate an entire full ass scene to Texas Hold'em, with nothing as far as, like, the editing and the script, because it's not about the Hold'em. The Hold'em has no stakes here.
1: It's also played very wrong, which is hilarious. Yes. You keep watching him put the flop, the river out at the same time.
0: Yeah, no, the, (laughs) it's played poorly, but also doesn't matter, because they're not playing with their own money, and winning isn't part of what they're here to do, so they're like, we're going to play this whole thing and like oh isn't it tense he's playing texas holdem i'm like no none of this matters and also you're bad at filming this and also also you've established that this character is supposed to be a ex-professional super badass gambler and like thomas jane has a whole scene where he's like you know you 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 lost you you were a good gambler you trust your gut you got to trust your gut man yeah, uh, you got you holding any fifth of vodka I could have. <laughs> and he he, got
1: gets, <laughs> he gets onto the fucking money plane, and they do Texas hold him and then he just loses. He's, yeah, he just loses and leaves. I mean, granted, that's because he's a professional thief now, so he's like, I just need to play this to establish that I am on the plane and I am a gambler, like I said, and then I'm going to sneak off to do heist stuff. But
0: he the d- whole point
1: of his character that
0: they've been establishing is like, you were a gambler and you were good at it, and you need to remember why you were good at it
1: and yeah. follow all these instincts. If anything, I would... I was happy he was losing because I was like, yeah, a good gambler would be perfect for this because he shouldn't be winning. He doesn't want everyone on the plane to hate him. Yeah. So he should be up there convincingly losing, which is an actual skill that I would be impressed to see. But that's not the way they they play it. Instead, he just loses because they want to show that uh, the youngest Lawrence brother is a crazy Texan. Yep. Um, but anyway, to get to to get to the point where we set up this, because there's another thing I want to talk about in yeah. the bad gambling, which is they establish that both the, the fake personas that edge and trey have when they get on the plane are that they've never been on the money plane before this is their first flight they don't really know what it's about they've just heard about it from other people
0: well yeah because he's uh jack is taking on the persona of a very famous human trafficker that no one has ever seen in person, so Ex- he can get away with it.
1: Yeah, they all, they all know him, but only digitally, except for Isabella, who killed him last year. That's why it's okay to use him as a performance. Yeah, because they know he won't show up. Yes. Um, now, the thing that I'm trying to get around to is that when Edge excuses himself from the table to go do cri- crime stuff, he's like, oh, and obviously I need someone to take my seat, so I'm assigning Trey, who is under the code name Mr. McGillicuddy, to sit in my place. And first of all, I, I expect Trey to just be like, no. I don't. I don't. I'm not a gambler. I'm not going to sit at that fucking shark table. I'm going to go look at the hookers. Uh, why would I? Why do you need me to do this? Yeah. But he sits down, um, right as the game is ending, and then we start a whole series of him comedically winning bets that he has no idea what the fuck they are, and everyone laughs at him instead of explaining them, and they know he's never been on this fucking plane before, so they're like, uh, "Very good, sir. We're about to throw a random prisoner into a random room. How, what is your bet?" And he's like, "Uh, uh." blue ah very funny that's a stupid thing to say you know you should be saying a number or an amount of time and every time and i'm like dude you know you're a professional like the guy talking to him is like the betmaster. oh yeah the pit he's, boss. he's the
0: guy who is in charge boss, of the house yeah like he's the main dude in charge
1: but every time he's like eh, very good you have no idea what this is and i won't explain to you i'm like you should it's his first time on the plane and he's one of your valuable super rich weirdo customers
0: yeah you probably want him to come back and spend more money on your weird dumb plane instead of being confused and off put through the
1: entirety of this yeah
0: because the first thing is like after the texas hold'em thing yeah yeah, and they lose he like sits down and then it's just him and jr who is the younger lawrence brother his big dumb texas outfit and he's
1: like we're gonna play a game doesn't say what it is and he's like what okay yeah he says he specifically says you know i am a texan but i am partial to the drinking of vodka and everyone in the room is like "Ooh!" and i was like oh drinking contest what are we doing oh yeah i thought for sure i was like oh is he gonna have like are we gonna go shot for shot is that what this is yeah but it's fucking uh rule it's a russian roulette they're gonna play russian roulette and uh, again i'm like you don't want the other gamblers on your super secret money plane who are millionaire whales that are paying you billions to fly around like this to shoot themselves in the head and as soon as if- he's like i don't want to play that they should just be like oh yeah you're not sir very good you may retire to the room where there's free ham
0: yeah it, the fact that you're like oh you can do anything on here as long as you know it's consensual for the billionaires that are on here yeah you're like yeah if two dumb assholes are like i want to play russian roulette then you as the money plane go Very good. Here's a gun.
1: I mean, you don't because you're in a fucking airplane. And the moment you shoot the bullet off, you're going to depressurize the fucking thing.
0: Well, yes, there is that. (laughs) Here's a a
1: very (laughs) low caliber gun that you will shoot that will go through your head, but not through a plane. You're playing Russian roulette, but you've got that fucking air hammer from No Country for Old Men, except it fails to fire five times out of six.
0: No, we we got a gun, and then we also hold a big steel plate behind your head every time you shoot.
1: (laughs) Only people with steel plates in their heads may play this.
0: So, yeah, the fact that it's like... He very clearly was like, oh, I don't want to play this. And they go, well, you have to, sir. I'm like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. No. You don't
1: understand how this works. Yeah. They keep pushing the gun. At him. You must fire first, sir. That's how the game works. Uh, I, anytime he should just be like, I do not wish to play this. Yeah. And he never does. I, for whatever reason, he's committed to like, I, I, my job is to play gambles with these guys. Now, granted, the entire room is full of a bunch of other rich people standing around and watching. And I could just be any one of them and be exactly as participatory.
0: Yeah. The, and he gets then dragged off to like, oh, hey, you need to come with us. Our themed betting is going to start. And he's like, uh, what? No. And they're just like, no, you are. Yeah, absolutely. No, with you us. have to bet.
1: Yeah. You no, know, So Joey Lawrence, when they get on the plane, um, they all come on individually and go through like a, uh, the, the head waitress who makes them all check in all their guns and everything including the uh
0: I love that you keep saying waitress.
1: I'm sorry. I meant to say sky attendant. How about that? The, I know sky waitress is 100% wrong and you're very correct. Yeah. Um uh, so I'm going to go flight attendant. How about there that? There you go. So flight attendant makes them all check their weapons especially Isabella who's dressed as another flight attendant yeah. um and, and and she
0: you know has the credentials of oh I work here. Yes. Great.
1: Yeah. So uh but then they, they're introduced to Joey Lawrence, who's the concierge. He has no name. He's just the concierge. And he has one of the weirder lines in this where he gives the long speech about how cool the airplane is and how you can do whatever you want on it. And at one point he says, and you need rest assured that we'll be very safe in the airplane for we have only hired the finest pilots in the world. And I know this because I am myself a pilot.
0: Yes. And, and then I, you're like,
1: that's got to come up, right? Oh, yeah.
0: I was like, oh, that's for sure going to happen sometime in the movie. And there is a point where I thought it would because... There is the point where when Jack finally, you know, fucks off and leaves Trey to get absolutely manhandled by these fucking people who are like, you have to gamble all the time Mm -hmm. to go get into the cockpit. He, as a pilot, forgets that
1: co-pilots exist. Yeah. Oh, God. Co-pilot. Right. (laughs)
0: Like. They knock on the door. The pilot comes out to get his meal, and he just punches him and knocks him out because, you know, that's standard movie stuff. is You can always punch one guy out very easily, and then you have to get into a 10-minute fight with the next well,
1: guy. Well, because the next guy is always an insanely huge, burled-up wrestler man.
0: So he gets in and just, without even looking, goes and, like, sits down next to the co-pilot. And uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, co-pilot. <laughs> yeah. They get into a long fucking fight, which, y- during it, The plane is, you know, like, tilting down, going to the side. They're hitting the fucking, uh, like, steering console. It is a whole mess. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it cuts to the concierge, who's like, don't worry. As I mentioned before, we have the finest pilots calling back to his earlier line about also being a pilot. Yeah. This happens... A few times, and I'm like, oh, he's going to go check. That's going to be part of this. They're yeah. going to have to deal with him now.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because he's a pilot, so he's, he presumably checks up on the pilot from time to time. I thought it was going to come up when they, when all of our heroes jump off the airplane towards the end. They've left it on autopilot, and they jump off, and they're like, well, none of them are going to die because the concierge guy's a pilot, so he'll be able to land the airplane. there won't be a problem. And instead, nothing happens, so. No. Yeah, I, I feel like it's just Joey Lawrence just really wanted to say he was a pilot. He was just like, let me say I'm a pilot. I can't get off unless I say I'm a pilot. Now you say you're a pilot. (laughs) Come on, hurry up.
0: (laughs) Uh, It is a weird decision to work that into the script and then do nothing with it.
1: Yeah, that was very strange. But yeah, so Trey's role in this movie is mostly just being shuffled from insane, super violent, gross bet to to, to the next one. With no understanding of what the fuck is happening.
0: Yeah, when he gets in to the first one of the themed room, they're like, Very good, sir. What will your bet be? And again, never even asks if he would like to make a bet or how much he wants to bet. Just like, tell me what thing you're going to bet. And he was like, I don't know. Uh, yes. He's like, no, bet a Mm -hmm. time.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Blue corner, time. Uh, 17. 17
0: minutes. (laughs) Oh, aggressive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, okay, but how much do you, they're so bad at writing this that again, we were just watching them play Texas Hold'em. I fucking suck at gambling. I'm I don't know what the shit I'm doing, but I know how you deal hold'em. Ah. You you flip out one card face down and then three cards face up, and then one card face down and one card face up, and then one more card face down and one more card face up. And they all have names. They're called like the turn and the flop and the river or something like that. Yeah. Probably not in that order.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um and in this we just watch her go like, oh let's just see what the top five cards of the deck are all at once. We're playing hold'em. <laughs>
0: just never even like putting three cards down, burning a card, putting the next one, I'm like, you're supposed to have a whole ass round of betting. What the fuck is going on?
1: <laughs> no time for that. <laughs> no one knows what betting is in this other than vaguely throwing chips in front of them and occasionally going all in. This is like a child's understanding of poker.
0: Yeah. The the fact that when he gets into this room, we have also established on this money plane, there is an Asian woman who is mysterious and evil. Mm-hmm. That is it. We will never find out anything else about her.
1: There's one line where she says that when she was younger, she used to chop people's arms off for fun.
0: Uh, for free.
1: Oh, for free. You're right. Because Not, Never do anything free was, for fun.
0: Uh, they are like, oh, we're betting on something. And again, Trey has no idea what he's betting on. And then it turns out he's betting on how much it'll take for, like, one of these guys to chop his friend's arm off yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, that one's never explained. They just get him to say, like, will you bet yes or no? And he just kind of goes, uh... And they're like, good, we'll take that as a yes. And then we just see a room where a dude stands there and another dude comes in and chops his arms off with a machete.
0: Well, it's two guys sitting there drinking together and laughing.
1: Mm -hmm. And then they keep
0: announcing higher amounts of money.
1: Oh, so it's until one of you is willing, until you're willing to cut your friend's arms off. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so it was just a weird thing where I'm like, The bet that I saw from someone else was like, "Oh, I'll bet a million dollars." And there's like five people in this room betting on things. Yeah. And the bet that they, the amount that they give the guy to cut this dude's arm off is like twenty million dollars. And I'm like, "You didn't even make that much in the bet if everyone lost. What is this? (laughs) What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I assume it's because they're never going to pay that guy any money. They're just going to like flood that room with gas now. Or I mean, ultimately, given that despite the fact that this movie was made in, like, 2020, and and uh, it's ultra-high-tech everything else, all these the vo- uh, videos they're watching are on these tablets, and they're, like, grainy black-and-white security cam footage. Yeah. So I'm like, that's fake. That whole, the, all, all those little themed events are fake. They're just watching, like, haunted house room footage. They're like, how much until this guy cuts this guy's arms off? Hmm, you'll never know. Also, it's definitely not special effects. That really happened. You can <laughs> trust us, the money plane. And also... Three of or two of the three themed event bets are based on animals. Yeah, and how movie, fast
0: a guy'll die to animals. Yeah. Uh, it, man one, versus cobra and man versus I think piranhas? It's
1: piranhas, yeah. But you know why he says you think piranhas? Because there's no animals in this movie outside of Andrew Lawrence's dog. They they just throw a guy in a room and then they're like rely on the fact that the footage is grainy to have you believe that maybe a snake bit that guy.
0: Yeah, because when you see the guy thrown into a room for the man versus cobra is next event, it's just a guy in a room going, oh no, oh God, oh, you let me out of here. And, and then th- they like cut to Trey's reaction to this and they kind of like play a hissing sound in the background. And then it cuts back to the guy and he's just sort of mouth foaming on the ground. And They're like, oh, 16 minutes and 45 seconds. The closest bet was you was 17. Very good, sir.
1: Yeah. So as you can probably guess, given that we already mentioned a Russian roulette scene that preceded all this the comedy beat is that despite his lack of understanding of whatever the fuck is happening or why, uh, Trey keeps accidentally winning everything.
0: Yes. So uh, Jr. who wins the whole Texas Hold'em thing, is like,
1: I'm unbeatable. I'm going to play Texas uh,
0: or fucking Russian roulette. And r- I'll never die. In fact, you know what? I
1: like you so much. I'll go first. And he's like, great, please do. And then for some reason, the house is like, no. You're not allowed to. And he's like, You can't. Yeah. He's like, Well, Mr. Con- McConnor, as the winner of the last one of these events, you have the privilege of not having to fire first. And he's like, But I'm going to. And they're like, You cannot. And he's like, Wait, you just said it was a privilege. Yeah.
0: You have the privilege of going second. But if he's like, Great, I'll go first, then he waives the privilege.
1: He's super wealthy. He's your big fucking Texas money fountain. Why are you saying no to him?
0: Yeah. If he's like, No, I don't. W- I have the privilege of deciding when I go. And if for some reason I'm like, I am certain. That that bullet is in an even numbered chamber. He's like, great, I want to go first.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, but yeah, he shoots himself in the head with it. I like this just because there was a whole Russian roulette scene and they didn't do a bunch of tension with it. Just the very first shot, he goes, I can't lose, and blows his own head off with the first pull of the trigger, which was at least amusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the 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 uh, gag is that McGillicuddy or Trey just keeps winning everything to the chagrin of the only couple of other betters on the plane that actually matter well, yes I was gonna say because
0: the other people that we
1: get introduced to outside of the one Asian woman who has no
0: business outside of just ah I'm here and very distinctly evil but I have no interaction with anything outside of that one mention of I used to cut people's arms off for free she
1: also he- heavily bets on uh, Trey to win the Russian roulette thing yeah uh, so you can tell she kind of likes him
0: and then we have our sort of tertiary villains of a couple of arms dealer guys
1: which is one of my favorite things in the movie is this there's this dude yuri who's the main arms dealer and then there's his guy whose name is like riger or something like that yeah uh who's just like a boorish asshole he's
0: he's basically this guy's mcgillicuddy he's like Uh oh this is my dude that I
1: i brought a dude with me uh so yuri's an arms dealer and there's a point where he mentions he's an arms dealer and in his role as a human trafficker, Edge, who's sitting at the table with him, is like, wait, I know you. You're that guy who did the following. to You You gave Iran the, the, the yellow cake they needed to build those nukes. You're a real monster. And Yuri's like, what What? what, the, what the fuck? You realize how much human trafficking you have personally done? You re- did you forget your own cover story, yeah, you dumb like, asshole? Hey, if, you know, the people that
0: you kidnapped and sold into slavery had had some of my guns, you probably wouldn't have made as much money. Mm -hmm. And it's like his buddy starts like hitting on uh, Isabella as the uh, flight attendant. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, how dare you? And he's like, your whole deal is selling people into sex slavery. A little flirting with the flight attendant shouldn't really bother you. Yeah, If anyone is giving up what the fuck the deal is, it is this guy being like, I have a moral code and I can't not do this. Yeah,
1: he gets all Neil Breen in the middle of the movie where he's just sitting there like, I have to pretend to be a hard-ass guy. Isn't that immoral? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, dude, you are on a plane full of the worst people. Why are you doing this?
1: Blend. Your whole job is to rob these guys. (laughs) It's so fucking stupid.
0: Your cover story is one of the worst people that exists. Why are you doing this?
1: So these two guys, one of them, they're both total horn dogs. There's a point where Yuri straight up just asks the concierge Joey Lawrence, like, "Hey, how much do I gotta pay you right now to, in cash so I can sleep with your wait, with your uh, wait staff?" And yes, the wait staff, wait staff. Yeah, it's close enough. Flight attendants are wait staff. I'll take that. Uh uh-huh. huh. How, how much do I gotta pay so I can bang your your uh, flight attendants? And he's like, uh, "Those are employees. You can't bang them." Yeah, they
0: are valued. Uh, employees of the house we do of course have prostitutes
1: we have dozens of prostitutes C- bring them in and as they bring them in the room lights turn blue so they can be like "Ooh, now it's a strip club up in here Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and yet the like
0: secondary arms dealer guy is like no i'm obsessed with this woman and even though it has been made abundantly clear that if you fuck with the house they will immediately murder you because as he is leading like joey lawrence is leading trey to the themed thing They walk past a gambling table and he just pulls a gun out and shoots a guy in the back of the head and pulls an ace out of his sleeve and is like, once again, we have a zero tolerance policy for cheating. And then continues on. You're like, they are clearly murdering anyone who fucks their rules. And he's like, don't touch any one of our employees. And he's like, no, I will,
1: though. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. I mean, he mostly exists to give Isabella something to do because she disappears for large stretches of the movie because she can't gamble. Uh, and instead is wandering around in the, the bowels of the airplane, trying to locate the safe. And every once in a while, a random man will come down there and sexually menace her and she will kick their ass. Yep.
0: She is there to be ogled and then beat the person up who is ogling her. Uh-huh. That is the whole role that she has.
1: Including this guy Twice. The second time she's free to kill him, so she murders him in a stupid, brutal way. Yep. When she like breaks a bunch of bottles and then stabs him with him, and then uses a bigger bottle to to uh, to stab s- him in the head. And stab him in the head. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of that.
0: And the I love that there's a point where this movie could have some tension. Was like oh, the safe on this place is different. They told me it would be this type of thing. And it's a fully different type of, it's safe. Some kind of
1: biometric thing.
0: And then they're like, oh no. And then she has just beaten the shit out of one of the guards. And then she just grabs that guy's hand, puts his thumb on the thing and it opens up.
1: No problem. Yeah. Zero issue. Yeah. And then there's the point where, uh, so Yuri gets really mad that Trey keeps winning at all the games and decides that he must be cheating now. He says this right in front of the the concierge and the pit boss and everything. He's like, this guy just keeps winning. He's got to be cheating. I'm like, dude, that is a ridiculous accusation to move around in a plane where they will shoot you the instant they suspect you're cheating.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, the fucking concierge and the house guy are like, no, he's not. Yeah. We're very aware of who is and isn't cheating. And it's us.
1: So he's like, well, then I'm just going to track him down in a dark room and stab him to death. And you're like, "I I can't imagine that's a good idea. The moment they find his body, they'll come right back up here and kill you.
0: Yeah. They're like, oh, who's the only person who's been anti this guy? Him? Great, you're dead. Yeah. Like, there's just, (laughs) it's so weird to have a plane where they're like, we are very much a lethal deterrent to doing anything, and the whole point of being on here isn't to do that, it's to gamble on shit, and yet the two people on here that are like, ah, we're the bad guys for this, we don't care, we're just fully going to flaunt these rules.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And both of them get killed by Isabella instead of by the house, which I figured was going to happen. Because after she takes out the guy who's been who's been constantly showing up like, I'm going to fuck you. uh, She just opens the door to where Yuri is beating up Trey. Kicks him and he goes flying backwards into a server tower where he acts out the process of being electrocuted without any of the special effects of being electrocuted. Yeah, they, you know, they dim the lights a little. They dim the lights <laughs> and he goes <laughs> because
0: that's how you know a server tower works. Yes. It is definitely running a They're lot live. Of yeah. hot live wire. Yeah, the
1: whole thing is just a hot live current. If you get that's why they put them behind those little glass. Things. It's not so you can air condition them, it's it's because uh, you can't touch them because you'll, you'll shock and die. Oh yeah, you have yeah. to uh,
0: fully. Like, remotely turn off a whole server tower, because if you ever touch the tower, it will electrocute you to it death. Right through
1: your clothes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
0: what happens. <laughs> we understand things here uh-huh. at Money Plane.
1: <laughs> on the Money Plane, I assure you, we use the most live-voltage server towers to store your cryptocurrency in the billions.
0: Yes. We have so many files of cryptocurrency, which is how I assume that works.
1: Mm-hmm. That's where you store it. Right there on your own airplane.
0: <laughs> we have... St- st- Seventy teraflops of cryptocurrency? That's mm. a word I've heard before.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, there's just a gallery of ape pictures in, the, in one of those poster uh, racks like you used to see at Walmarts.
0: <laughs> if you want to go to our shitty NFT wing of the mm-hmm. plane.
1: Please stop on back there and flip through them like at a head shop and you're looking through the blacklight posters. Mm.
0: Mm. Ape. <laughs> Slightly different ape. <laughs> Slightly different ape.
1: Gorilla pet drawn specifically to look like Elon Musk. <laughs>
0: Pokemon ripoff, Different Pokemon <laughs> ripoff,
1: Just boobs.
0: <laughs> a gun. A knife.
1: Some meme. <laughs>
0: Pepe the Frog. <laughs> well,
1: I think I'll take this one. You can't. That's not how any of this works. That belongs to Paris Hilton. What the fuck is wrong with you? None of this matters or works. <laughs> uh. So, uh, you want to hear some meanwhiles? Let's do some meanwhiles just to get them out of the way. Like establishing why Thomas Jane is in this movie at all.
0: Yeah. He is there to be the ground support, even though they leave, uh, one of their guys behind e, to yeah. be the, like, he's just there to, I guess, have the equipment to get the, to download the cryptocurrency too, mm-hmm. because they are going to beam it from the plane to the ground and he has to be below the plane in order to get the <laughs> yeah, crypto. He's got to set up this
1: whole complicated rig out in the wilderness, because if he just used the equipment in his house, then. I, I, it, it I, Well, hmm. you need to be under the plane.
0: It's like an. they hijack beam. the plane. They can take it wherever they want. Yeah. Well, they flew over him and they didn't finish the download. That's why he's like, I got to bring the plane back <laughs> around so we can fly over you again. <laughs> Because we don't understand how the internet works.
1: Uh, so he's got to set up a bunch of all obscure uh, or uh, antiquated old radio equipment in a quarry somewhere.
0: Yeah. And stab bananas
1: with a knife. That's his job.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to send you the cryptocurrency files with shortwave radio is essentially how this is working.
1: Based on what we see, yeah. And... Or he's going to auto-tune the files as they arrive, maybe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So Iggy is doing that. So instead, in order to have someone take care of uh, Jack's family, in case the Grouch or the Rumble decides to do anything. Oh, the Grouch. He should have just been
1: the the Grouch. Right?
0: (laughs) I'm the Grouch and I I hate Easter.
1: I love trash.
0: (laughs) I'm the trash man. I get out on stage and I start eating trash.
1: I'm the Grouch. I only like things that are dirty, a dingy, a dusty. or or ragged or rotten or rusty the song goes on for quite some time and
0: and so it goes (laughs) so he has thomas jane be the guy he's like okay you're gonna be my plan b also because you're an ex-military guy you need to protect my family i'm like well He's ex Air Force. He's not really much of a badass. He was he was just a pilot.
1: They're all ba- they're all badasses, and he's got a whole backstory about how he doesn't fly anymore, but he wants to, but he's scared to for some reason. Yeah, and and uh he agrees to help but he's not going to be he's not willing to help with the actual heist he's he's left that life behind but he will guard edge's family and also look into what went wrong with the last heist the one about the painting yeah, that why that,
0: wasn't the painting there
1: that's because we need to establish that it was an inside job and that the uh the rumble set up edge so we could force him to do this money plane job
0: yeah this is the job he actually wanted it turns out Darius already owns that painting. Yes. And so was just using it as a cover to get him into his clutches.
1: Yeah. That's to set up the 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 that so that's Thomas Jane's job. Although he gets two scenes, one of which uh the Rumble gets mad and sends goons to Edge's house to kill his family and instead Thomas Jane kills all of them rather easily by hiding in various places and getting them with a pistol. Yeah. And then later he flies a drone to kill everybody who tries to get Iggy who's out in that quarry.
0: Yep, cuz Darius is trying to take out basically everyone that's doing this. Well,
1: he's realized he's being double-crossed.
0: Well, the weird thing is, he tries to... Because he first sends the guys out to get Iggy. Uh Uh-huh. Because it seems like, oh, I'm going to double-cross them and go get the stuff that they've... Go get the downloaded files of cryptocurrency from Iggy. Yeah. Which... They haven't finished yet. Like, the download has not actually finished, but he sends a bunch of goons out, and I'm like, man, you really jumped the gun. If you actually did kill him and, like, shot the machine that was doing this, you have nothing. Yeah. You just fucked up real bad for nothing.
1: And they will eventually track you down if even one of these people survives. So Because they'll be like, who sent you up here? And they'll be like, I uh, I got no reason not to tell you it was the oh, Rumble. Oh, yeah,
0: you're, you're going to murder me if I don't. I'd rather you murder this dude. So, yeah, yeah it was this guy. So, the fact that he's like, oh, "I'm gonna kill this guy prematurely before all of my people are off of this money plane and in a place where they can't tell on me," uh huh. Stupid. But then, as soon as he tries to do that, and Jack's like, "Oh, I, I just gotta tell you, fuck you. We're gonna double cross you, and we're gonna keep all the money. And fuck you, buddy. I know that you took the painting yourself, and I don't like you. Bye." Yeah. And it. Is mostly there to get Darius to have his speech that they will then later use to.
1: Yeah, they're going to broadcast. It's it's that ending. It's 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 a a standard Hollywood movie ending number seven, the one where you record the bad guy saying that he's a bad guy, so they can play it for the other bad guys and have the bad guys fight that fight each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually it would be, oh, I record the bad guy saying his villain monologue so I can play it for, like, the cops. Oh,
1: yeah, or or just sympathetic people. So you can be, you know, I'll take over this company and sell it to fat dogs and and play it for the shareholders. And they'll be like, how dare you? This business isn't for fat dogs. Um,
0: (laughs) It's for small cats. How could you? (laughs) Uh,
1: But here it's to set bad guys on other bad guys.
0: Yeah. So it's and just, it
1: still doesn't make it because they get really mad on the on the money plane about this guy even though he's just like I'm Darius I'm the goddamn rumble and I'm gonna get a money plane and he never actually like that's that's all he says and they're like I rest assured his head will be on a platter before this airplane lands he, didn't, he as far as you know he didn't even try to do anything
0: <laughs> I mean it it's weird because they're like this is our insurance policy we're going to play this recorded thing where Darius says like. Fuck you, I'm Darius Grouch the 3rd I'm the Rumble, and I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet, and I'm taking down the money plane. And you're like, okay. So they know that then you aren't on the money plane, because they send goons to go kill you. They mm-hmm. know where you are. But then that means that they know you hired people to do that. So it's not like fucking Jack and his team are off the hook. No. It's just... Oh, well, they were hired by this guy. We know where he is. We'll go kill
1: him. And then we'll murder these dudes. Hey, where are those three people that were on the plane but weren't on the plane when we landed? And also the thing, the other things that weren't on the plane when we landed, our cryptocurrency and actual currency, all gone. I'm I'm just going to put two and two together and put out an APB for those three guys and murder them.
0: And, you know, given that we have, I have to assume, full fucking, like scans of they had to have like passports and shit that they had so they're like oh we have pictures we can find these guys oh,
1: we will find them yeah I, I i don't understand it's so dumb but basically yeah the, the rumble needs a live video feed set up in the cockpit so we can yell it at uh edge throughout the course of the film yeah uh where he will He'll pop up and be like, hey, Jack. And he's like, please don't use my real name over an unencrypted un- channel. Good. We need code names. Uh, you know, he eventually decides on captain and colonel. Yeah, Is there- what, did,
0: what did you call your superior officer? Well, I was a captain and he was a colonel. Great. I'm the colonel. You're the captain.
1: Okay. So anyway, Jack, he just immediately drops it.
0: No, he doesn't. He loves that shit.
1: The very first thing he says after agreeing to the code names is, so anyway, Jack, and he doesn't even apologize. He just keeps going. It's a great little moment because it's such a sign of disrespect. You're not wrong. He does think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. He keeps being like, hey, Captain, it's Uh, Colonel here. uh, Don't forget to use the code names. But he actually doesn't give a shit about them for real. Oh, no. So for the the first chance he gets, he immediately drops them just to be a dick.
0: No, Darius is just in it for the lulls.
1: Yeah. If anything, that's my favorite part of the movie when he's like, great, I agree to these code names. Anyway, Jack,
0: uh, now they end up essentially getting the crypto because they're like, oh, well, we're, we'll download the crypto to a solid state drive.
1: And then they're going to disseminate then, it.
0: And then we'll use the Internet to send all of it to charities, which, man, if you're some charity and someone's like, Here's 20 million in crypto. You're like,
1: <sighs> pass.
0: Fucking goddamn it. All right, fine. <laughs> Somebody figure out what to do with this. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: But, well, let's see. What can what's the best thing you can buy crypt with crypto? Oh, no. Oh. 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 Our, cur- our our charity doesn't need any of this stuff.
0: Please, can we sell this for real money to someone? No, they'll all just trade you different types of crypto for it. Damn it.
1: <laughs> I don't want to turn Bitcoin into Ethereum. Fuck. Oh, no, it's fine. You can go to Silk Road and buy, I don't know, cocaine or. <laughs> Finally, what Doctors
0: Without Borders needed. Uh-huh.
1: Cocaine. Free range Hungarian farm boys or whatever it is you're looking for. But, but uh, you know, unless your charity provides those to a worthy cause.
0: <laughs> so then they also have a giant bag full of millions of dollars. And for some reason, all like edges just immediately goes like. Well, I don't want any of this money. You guys can have it. And then fucking Trey and
1: Isabella are like, yeah, you know what? I don't want money either. It's dirty money. You're prof... Isabella, you're a hitman. And the other two, you're professional thieves. (laughs) And who can't... It's dirty money. Yes, that
0: you aren't getting... Paid to do something with you are stealing it from the people who got it like that yeah this is the one way in which having dirty money is fine because it isn't like oh, i took dirty money to go do a thing no you stole it you took their money they did a bad thing and you took it away from them it's good it's punishment
1: for she's them. just like no i don't want this money from bad people says isabella who over the course of this movie has killed two people and torn one guy's ears off
0: yeah But they're taking the high road, Mm -hmm. so they're not going to take these millions of dollars. However, immediately after landing, they're like, oh, uh, Harry, uh, Thomas Jane, Thomas Jane's character found out, like, oh, uh, I know where the actual thing is. So our last job is we're going to go steal that painting. And then they sell it for $60 million, and they're fine with that money.
1: That's fine, even though that's a stolen painting. That's not... They stole That's it. dirty money painting. Not, not only did they steal it from the Rumble, but the Rumble didn't didn't acquire it legally either. So it's a stolen painting, and they're just moving it along in the black market chain of stolen antiquities. Yeah. For sixty million dollars.
0: And they're fine with that millions of dollars. Yes. That's fine to retire on. But the money that they were going to steal from just the worst criminals that they knew would be taken away from the worst people. That they do not want.
1: So they throw it out of the airplane. So it's not like they just left it on the airplane for the criminals. Oh, no.
0: They're like, oh, we'll redistribute it to other people. And you're like, no, what's probably going to happen is most of that's going to land in just a field somewhere and rot.
1: And if you think that taking that money makes you, like, a bad person, then do you think throwing it out of an airplane and then other people getting it, doesn't it still just transfer the bad to them? Yeah, it's Is it it based on knowledge?
0: (laughs) It's only dirty money if I know it's dirty money. Yeah, I guess that's fair. If I don't know it's dirty money, then it's good money.
1: Yeah, I I, I guess that's fair. Somebody I,
0: hit me in the head, so I don't remember that this is dirty money.
1: Now, my per, one of my favorite things here is the cheapness of the denouement, in which, uh, yeah, basically Edge tapes a tape recorder to the wall of the plane that plays uh, the rumbles. Uh, you know, I, I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. I'm gonna take down the money plane, and that this cut pisses off everybody in the airplane who's like the criminals. So you get the concierge guy saying like. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, rest assured he will be killed. In fact, let's have a bet for for uh, how long it takes us to kill him, and his head will be on a platter before the wheels touch down on the ground. And the whole time, I'm like, wow, no one's flying this plane right now. Eventually, someone's <laughs> going to notice. But
0: <laughs> someone should probably go check on that. No,
1: no this plane is unflied. Um, but then they're like, yeah, you do see a van full of goons flying up or driving up towards the Rumbles' house, but they can't afford to actually show Kelsey Grammer in combat. No. So instead, you just see him pick up an, an Uzi from somewhere and shoot at nothing while going, Aah! and that's the end of his
0: character. Uh-huh. Uh, God bless. And then, yeah, we end on the whole painting thing.
1: Yeah, the painting thing where they they uh Edge has moved to somewhere in France, and he's taken out his little Qui-Gon gin, tie most of my oh, hair no, behind my head.
0: He's not in France. He's going to oh, France to go, sell so. the
1: painting. He's going to go to France soon. But he has taken out the little tiny... uh hair bulb at the back of his head like Qui-Gon had and now he's got free-flowing what wrestler hair yeah and he's talking to Thomas Jane on the air uh, 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 who's like hey I found a buyer for your uh for your thing he's not he ain't too savory like like me and also if you, if you if I could just take a shower in your house that <laughs> like, oh, old Thomas has uh, been going he, through a patch
0: you got a you got a McDonald's burger mm. for a
2: guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd settle for a ketchup roll <laughs> But he's like, yeah, I found a buyer for 60 million split four ways. That's a lot of dough. And Ed just goes, ah, split five ways. Oh, okay. I guess I will accept $12 million,
0: (laughs) which I was like, man, this dude's like a real fucking philanthropist in that he was like, yeah, I I helped you like I murdered a bunch of guys who were coming after you. Hmm? I helped you steal a painting. I set up a buyer to sell the stolen painting, and I was assuming I would get nothing for Mm -hmm.
1: it. Yeah, money don't buy me no- I was just doing it for the love of the game. I just love helping my friends out. Money don't put Mulligatani stew in my tummy. (laughs) I don't need money. I can't eat money. Hobo Code does that.
0: Hey, you know you can trade money for goods and services. (laughs) Wait, what the fuck? Are are you kidding? Are you shitting me right now? No wonder people want this. (laughs) They don't teach you shit in the fucking Air Force
1: oh all they taught us was eat hot chip lie (laughs) cheat on your partner i do know how to wash my pussy in a sink by the way if i could just borrow your sink for like like an hour my pussy is very very dirty
0: (laughs) yes yes you don't worry we'll get you clean
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah and that that's the actual. we don't get a resolution for the money plane the people on that the
0: people on that suffer no consequences outside of the two guys who tried to murder them yeah everyone else who was like yes i love gambling on you know murdering guys with various weird ways and shooting people and whatever like they're fine in fact the last scene with them when they end the movie cheering when they're like oh yeah we're gonna you know you can take bets on how long it'll take for us to kill darius he's also like i want to assure you that all of your money will be paid back to you and there will be no problems and everyone here will be fine (laughs) and you're like ah good i'm glad we established that all the worst people on earth are going to be perfectly
1: fine. Yeah. Like if you're setting it up where they're like, we're going to take these people down by taking all their money away. And it's like, no, it's insured. They're fine. Like at least set it up so that where the plane lands, there's like cops or something, you know, just, just something.
0: Try just try. I mean, I know that they're rich and there are no consequences, but at least give me that, you know, the fun movie logic of oh, in movie world, cops are good, and then uh, consequences happen to bad people.
1: Like the thing that's missing, and I assume they just didn't have the money for the effect shot. Is oh, they are, they didn't notice that the pilots are both dead, and we set the auto the uh, the autopilot up, and it's flying right into the side of some mountain. Yeah, that that that's what they should have done, right? Like we're gonna kill everybody on this plane because fuck them. Yeah, I mean, sure, a couple of flight attendants are gonna go down, but you know, sad to be they 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 could have reported this at any time.
0: Yeah, it's it's fucked. The whole thing is fucked. It's a bad time. And that's how Money Plane ends. Thank you so much for joining us for Money Plane. Let us now get into our bests and our worsts. (laughs) Jeff, what was the best part of 2020's Money Plane? I feel
1: like both of us's bests are just going to be various Kelsey Grammer line readings. (laughs) I mean, if there's much else in the movie that's good. So it's, either, it's it really comes down to I, you know I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet or or that's right Jack I will use your code name Jack. <laughs> uh, it, other than that it's genuinely hard to to single out anything about this that's great.
0: I mean just use the thing you think is the best.
1: It's uh it's pretty much just Kelsey gl- grammar line readings then. Great. I do also like the part where he tries to flip over his table and can't because it's too expensive.
0: <laughs> he's got a very heavy
1: table. Yeah. So he tries like, to flip ah, it in anger. And it just kind of goes donk donk. <laughs> He needs that to find out he's been being recorded. Yeah. Which is a wild thing for him to discover, given that he also communicates entirely through webcam throughout the course of this. And then he's like, wait, you've been recording me somehow? Yes, you're on a webcam. I did
0: not understand when that showed up, why that was relevant. I was like, oh, they just recorded you when you were talking through the fucking computer. Obviously, they just set up some
1: fraps or some shit. What is wrong with you?
0: But then when he's like, oh, no, they have a little thing that was recording me. I'm like, what? who who cares
1: you're you're on a laptop you you realize you just pressed like control r or whatever it's like it's like option two
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so there you go that's yours
1: Uh uh-huh what about you
0: uh i mean outside of that probably my favorite thing is i mean my favorite thing has to be this movie's inability to understand what cryptocurrency is That's, or does. Yeah.
1: I mean there's I got to get through some some partial credit to the Texan shooting himself in the head right yes. away but yeah I'm sorry go ahead please go ahead I'm sorry. The uh,
0: the fact that this movie is like ah yeah it's 2020 and w- we use cryptocurrency. Well what is that exactly and they're like God damn it, fuck you you got me.
1: Like I don't a, know what the fuck this is. Like asking 80% of the people who say they live by the commandments to name them.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't uh, be Jewish is that is that one okay i know don't kill
0: and don't steal those are the easy ones let's yeah, go to that there right. was an
1: oxen one don't oxen i think it's probably don't fuck oxen don't have any oxen look i it is confused i know there's like two sets of them anyway
0: <laughs> oh but yeah that the fact that this movie just absolutely does not understand how most of its premises work that in like not understanding how you play Texas Hold'em. I just (laughs) fucking love that they're like, we want to really showcase these things and... Are unwilling to figure out what the fuck they are. It
1: also makes the concept of the money plan seem so dumb because you're like, oh, you can go up there and literally bet on whatever the fuck you want. It's completely insane. You can go up there and be like, "Uh, hey, who's got odds for me on that pyramid's going to crumble in the next two two weeks? Something like that. You know, like just point to the pyramid of Giza or something. Just take any ridiculous odds you want. And instead, they're just like, "Uh, it's time for Texas Hold'em, everybody. The most boring ass game in the world.
0: Yeah. All right. What is the worst bit of money playing? (laughs)
1: I mean, I'm gonna have to go with like basically the uh, what they have Isabella doing throughout the movie. Uh-huh. So she just spends most of it wandering around in a hallway, and every once in a while, once in a while guy will come in and be like, "Hey, you, we's gonna have some sexual tot fun," and she's like, uh, "No, I don't, I don't want to do that. Please go back upstairs." Oh, never mind, I have to kick your ass over and over and over again.
0: Well. The worst thing is, it's not even, no, I will kick your ass. It's always, okay, big boy, come here and grab my tits. Anyway, now I kill you.
1: Now feel that boob. Mm, That's getting me hot. Oh, never mind. I'm stabbing you. It's just over and over. And it's like, dude, give her something else to do.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you want your, like, close combat, super badass to be a lady, don't have the lady be like, every scene is me, like, hiking up my skirt or letting people grab my tits or whatever.
1: mm -hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. She does get to do most of the killing in the movie. I think I, oh, yeah. I I think Joey Lawrence is the only other person. Oh no, I guess Kelsey Grammer kills a couple of guys. Yeah. But anyway, there you go. Cuz there's a scene where Kelsey Grammer gets called by Edge and he's on the fo- uh, while they're on the phone, he's like torturing some random guy.
0: Oh yeah, well he doesn't kill him. P Roach does. Yeah,
1: his his uh, his man P Roach kills him,
0: which, you know, is short for Papa Roach, mm-hmm. who he hires.
1: Yeah, yeah. Papa Roach is a hitman for him. Yeah. Papa Roach is also a guy and not a band. Yes. It's yeah. It's like Hootie and the Blowfish. It's Father Roach. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, they're uh, brother-in-laws, actually. Papa Roach and Hootie of the Blowfish. Yes. Uh, my least favorite thing in this... Oh, yes. Please tell me your least favorite thing. I
0: mean, it It almost has to be the fucking... Uh, the fact that it does go to Texas Hold'em. Because it is the stupidest thing to be like, we're establishing a money plane where the most decadent people gamble on the most insane things you've ever heard of. And now... Our first event of the night, regular ass poker. Mm -hmm. Are you sure it isn't like poker, but you play for like fingers or something like anything?
1: Yeah, just just chips. You just got chips.
0: You're just going to go around and scan my money bracelet and then we're going to have chips and play poker. That's it.
1: And other people are going to watch and comment on us while we play poker. That's it. Like none of us, none of the people on this airplane could find another place to do this.
0: Yeah. Like if this is what I was interested in doing, I have so many places i could go
1: yeah it's 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 wild
0: yeah so there you go let us now finish off with a rating for the money plane each of us giving a ranking from zero to five to give us a total out of ten jeff money plane me
1: five and a half greatest movie ever made best thing i've ever seen in my life i'm gonna go watch it again as soon as we're done here gold (laughs) you thought big money rustlers was amazing it's crap.
0: Oh, uh, you thought Truth or Dare was great? Five
1: stars for me. <laughs> One, it fucking sucks. It's it's, <laughs> it, it's 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 not boring and it's not slow, but it's amateurish and stupid,
0: <laughs> churlish and insubordinate.
1: And yeah, somehow it's both of those things as well.
0: <laughs>
1: Monet plané. <A. laughs>
0: uh, I'm gonna give it a. I'm going to say a two. Okay. I'm going to give it a two out of five because it is stupid enough to be compelling to watch.
1: It's, yeah, you know, it. I'm not going to change my rating, but I agree with you in the sense that this is pretty much a, a good bad movie night movie.
0: Yes, it's it goes fast enough and is incomprehensibly stupid enough in certain ways that you're like, watching this with someone is great. Because you will all look at it and go, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. But it's not like, what the fuck am I watching because nothing is happening and I'm just like staring at a guy like walking through a hallway.
1: Yeah. I mean, Grant, yeah, you're right. There's no just slow hallway shots or endless characters talking or anything like that. The most boring part of it is just watching a bunch of characters, a montage of Hold'em being played incorrectly. And even then it's being played incorrectly. So the whole time you can be like, what the fuck are they doing? What? What Why? (laughs) Hold'em is not hard to film. (laughs) It's it is a very simple game. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and plus, uh, all the Kelsey Grammer shit is, is is inherently very quotable.
0: Yeah. No, Kelsey Grammer,
1: again, doing it for the love of the game, just taking a roll because he thought, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Plus, you can always play a quick game of, is that Denise Richards? <laughs> and you are right, twice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, there you go. What did you say? One? So, a three out of three ten? Three out of ten. Three out of ten for the old money plane. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. If you would like to support the show, you like what we do, you can always go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash System Mastery. Join us at any level, and it helps support the show, and it gets you the show ad-free. You don't have to worry about any of those annoying little ads popping up in the mm-hmm. beginning or middle or end or anywhere else. Yeah, And it uh, gives you bonus content. No matter what you sign up for, you will get some amount. Of a bonus
1: us. That's right. Extra shows to keep you busy on those long, boring office days. That's right. That's and, what, and those commutes. All of the different ones you get unlock different shows at the
0: $10 a month level. You get four shows that you get unlocked. Mm-hmm. You get access to a, a bunch of little hidden rooms in our Discord for people. Yeah. And you can ask us stuff for our afterthought, our monthly show where mm-hmm. we discuss stuff and. Have listener questions. It's a good, fun, casual time.
1: You can also just ask us stuff. I'm not going to stop you. I if mean, you, yep. you can. I'm not going to answer. That's right. John won't answer. I am a yeah.
0: king, and I should be treated as such. Mm, yeah. You will go through my major domo. Yeah.
1: Now, I have, to, I have to advise that you not go and support our Patreon, because I recently found out that a monster benefits from that Patreon. <laughs> the so
0: monster at the end of my Patreon.
1: I'm going to block you now. I'm going to put up a wall in front of our Patreon so you can't support it. We're afraid of the monster who would get that money. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> please
2: don't back that patreon
0: (laughs) uh and we are of course finishing up uh our run through our small screen heroes at the ten dollar level the tv mastery uh looking at this week 2002's birds of prey (laughs) the (laughs) incredibly wild choice that they make in this show we will get into when we do the episode you definitely want to join us for at least that one because it is weird
1: it's very strange
0: so that is all over at patreon.com slash system and if you can't support us financially we understand you can always support us by rating reviewing telling someone else about the podcast help get it out there if we can grow then we can show we're showers and growers that's right
1: Uh uh-huh
0: we're doing dick stuff Uh uh-huh to end the podcast that's how we end it every time now every
1: time now that's what we do Mm -hmm. we let you know what Mm -hmm. we are that's right thick and veiny and signing off it's movie mastery
0: (laughs) all right we'll see you in another couple
1: weeks you all have a good one shaft of our people.
2: In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship. And that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Allie Grower, and Drew Merzieski. As we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It tows the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.